0: Welcome to Conversations with Sarah. I'm Sarah Redden, Therapeutic Coach of SRTT, and today I'm joined by Karen Hutchinson, Believe Accredited Practitioner and Fifth Dimension Earth Certified Healer. And we're going to talk about supporting our wellness with self-love. Welcome, Karen. Thank you for joining me. Oh,
1: thank you for having me
0: thank you um so we have lots of crossover with our work and the stuff that we do uh about self-love uh, so i'm really i'm really interested to kind of hear how that fits with like your story your personal journey and um, the things that you do i have never heard of a a, a, cre- a believe accredited practitioner or fifth dimension earth certified healer so I, I really want to get into a little bit of what that is um, and, and kind of what brought you to that so let me know a little bit about you know what your profession your professional stuff before we go into the personal
1: stuff. Yeah, sure. So my my profession in terms of those titles are what I would call part of my journey, what I've collected um, in terms of accreditation through the journey of wanting to feel fearless, wanting to feel good, wanting to get rid of limiting beliefs. And you know you get to a certain age where you kind of go, it's got to be more to it than this. Mm -hmm. You know? And um, I I guess my journey really started about 10 years ago um, on on a discovery to just feel better in myself. So externally, people will go, you're quite confident, you're quite outgoing, you seem like you've got everything summed up in life, but you know what it's like internally, it's like, wasn't happy in my relationship, wasn't happy in the job that I was doing, i Wasn't that confident? I was only confident in the things that I did every single day for such a long time, so Mm. therefore it became the norm. And kind of what triggered it for me was going on. Um, I went on one of those you know, um, sessions where you kind of go, Let's sort out my year, what am I going to do for this year? You know, those kind of workshops, yeah. And I remember going through these questions and thinking gosh I'm not having enough experiences in my life I'm kind of tick boxing life Mm. marriage kids and I'm not saying any of these are wrong but it was what I was led to believe that I needed to do to feel good
0: yeah doing the societal norms the things that we're told that this is success this is achievement and if you do this you're going to feel fulfilled and then we do it and it's like uh but there's a little bit more like there's got to be a little bit more surely I didn't just, I'm not here just do housework and go to work and, and, and yes. care for other people.
1: Absolutely. And it was, like I say, you know, being a mum was important to me, but it wasn't, it's not all of who I am. Yeah. And being a wife was important to me, but it wasn't fulfilling me that at that time. And there was all these little things, um, having a lovely home. Yeah, that was great. But I still felt crap, you know, mm-hmm. and that was... I guess that was like the pivotal moment. So you kind of then find yourself on this bit of a discovery, don't you? Of, I guess they called it personal development. And what else do I wanna be doing in life? And what else could I be doing? What's gonna make me feel good? But what that did was it led me to understanding what I had let go of. I had let go of ultimately self-love, but I didn't term it as self-love then. For me, um, self-love was, oh, let's have a nice bubble bath and feel good. And, you know, let's go and get a new outfit. It, that was all kind of um, transitional stuff, like in the yeah. moment. Yeah. But actually, I needed to get to the core of why I didn't feel trusting in myself, that I could do other things, why I didn't feel worthy of being able to not do the same job for 30 years, why I didn't, you know, feel confident myself and constantly comparison myself to other people and Mm -hmm. other things and that took me on this journey of connecting with fifth dimension earth so I did lots of other things in between um Reiki you know I just wanted to get get into energy I was really drawn and nudged into more of a spiritual kind of way of living and that then led me to Fifth Dimension Earth where I understood what the belief releasing process was, which as a belief accredited practitioner now, um, it sounds all kind of out there and woo, but actually the fundamentals are understanding your core emotions of what they, you know, why, why they're mm-hmm. making you feel the way they do and understand the experiences that created them through your whole life and then being able to energetically let go
0: yeah so
1: lots of the so the difference is all of the other things that I did i.e. affirmations and CBT and all of those things are wonderful but they were more dealing in the moment I would call you know your transitional vibration things to make you feel good here and now mm. and then the next day the next week that core limiting belief would still come back up yeah and back
0: in your face and it's like yeah
1: i did that affirmation last week surely <laughs> that's,
0: that's, <laughs> that's enough right. yeah that's and it's enough. what i described getting into the underneath so it's it's the the core stuff it's the things that kind right. of those messages you've internalized and the things that you Aren't consciously aware of until you start looking into why do I do these things? Why do I have this thought? Why like, why do I just automatically react in this way when this experience happens? It is yeah. once you start getting into those things, it, it it transforms all the other stuff as well, doesn't it?
1: Yeah, and a lot of it is really, really subtle. And you don't notice it's like I, you know, I would get a look from my son that he didn't mean anything by it but that just that look would trigger something in me Mm. with my ex-husband for example or um you know having a conversation in the kitchen over a cup of tea would then trigger millions of experiences that I've had positive and negative in that kitchen for example it's it's understanding how the subconscious really works yeah And get into the root core of that, which is the stored vibration, the stored beliefs that you're holding um, so that you can kind of really let them go energetically. And that's what Fifth Dimension Earth Mm. process allowed me to be able to do. So, Um, you know, to say I'm no longer triggered by anything from what was is a really powerful statement, but it's a true one. Yeah. And that's kind of what you get to.
0: Yeah. And it's um, I mean, I'm sat with the phrase in my mind, spicy psychology, which is something I heard recently, which I just love that it's 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 on it's an underpinning um like academic thought behind the, the work that you do uh because it resonates um, with like the hypnotherapy that I do and, and some of the stuff that I do but it's got that little sprinkle of like the the energetic stuff the the woo stuff um which is where the spiciness comes in Then it's just kind of that um weird, it sounds very much that it's that kind of layer of intuitive um being with that spiritual practice and I I love that there's all of these therapies that bring in kind of all the dimensions of um the learnings that we have and makes it accessible to people in a different way yeah I think for me
1: if I'd have gone from zero to fifth dimension earth kind of concepts I would have gone whoa that's a little bit weird yeah I think you have to kind of build your awareness around some of the uh, what the building blocks so Reiki for me was my building block to understand energy yeah yeah it's kind of getting yourself it's that gateway isn't
0: it it is that gateway therapy because it for me was I'm Reiki trained and that was my one of my kind of step into the energy space and being like yeah oh yeah, this actually makes sense. When you think about it, it really does make sense. And, you know, this whole
1: process is in connection with higher self. Mm-hmm. So again, not many people understand higher self connection. Um, they might deem it as intuition, inner guidance, um, guardian angels, you know, depending on how woo or spiritual (laughs) you know you are in in terms of your awareness but the fundamentals are that this process is different because you are doing it with your higher self and it's in with your higher self that knows everything about you knows all of your experiences they have literally lived your life with you and therefore you're able to then recall with them experiences that you potentially have really suppressed you know from in the womb to early childhood right through to to now and you know they help you understand your journey level experiences your journey um you know we talk about repetitive experiences if you don't deal with the core emotion it just keeps showing up for you in different ways Mm -hmm. and that's the power of the process because it enables you to get to your true experience whereas you know some of the practices when it comes to transitional vibration are more generic Mm. you know state affirmations for example is a really good example of that's like a generic way of dealing with the here and now whereas creating powerful truths with your higher self is a specific um truth connected to an experience and emotion for you and you only Mm. you know it's like really going that little bit deeper to get to that stored vibration rather than the transitional here and day or that's peed me off today or that's made me happy or that's triggered me in that you know in that conversation conversation so yeah so it it is something you need to be open-minded with Mm -hmm. but when you are. It changes so much, so mm. much.
0: And is that what kind of got you to where you are now with your self love? This um, using these therapies and and becoming a practitioner. Where where does it fit in your journey?
1: Oh, absolutely. So, um, it was going through the process myself, and it, you only know what's to be true for you. Mm. So as much, uh, you know. So these experiences were coming up for me that I had had that I had literally suppress so much because what you do is you protect yourself from experiences and you build this almost like an energetic barrier within um so all of core experiences are made up of trust love hope truth and strength so they are your core emotions and then offer of that feeds you know lack of belief lack of confidence worth and all of those things so getting to be able to literally change the way that I feel on a daily basis around experiences that were really, really um, triggering for me. You know, people, Mm. certain people in my life were really triggering for me. And it's only by going through that experience, that process that you can then go, I'm no longer literally, I haven't forgotten what's happened. Of Mm. course, because it's in my conscious awareness but I no longer feel that like that pull that you know when you get that sicky feeling in your stomach because it's like oh god it's them again you know my phone would come up with their name on it's like oh I don't get that so therefore that's how I can feel the difference in this process compared to all the others that have worked for me like I said I'm not I'm not knocking any of them because I feel that they all have their place. Mm. But you get to the point where you go, right now, now it's time to really let go.
0: Yeah. But this to is really your experience. Go. So it's valid. It's your experience. And it's not about saying somebody else's experience isn't valid or no. another therapy isn't valid. And then that's the whole point of being here is that we Absolutely. all have these different experiences. And if sharing your story resonates with someone that can then tap into this stuff, then. You know, as helpers we've we've done what we are here to do yes and, it, and it's it's
1: you know when I take clients through the process I mean it's deemed a spiritual awakening yeah it's an awakening of your broadest truth so your mm. journey level truths that have defined what you have experienced in your life mm. so you know for me I had a huge lack of trust and worth through the whole of my life that showed up in so many different ways and you can see how you absorb beliefs from others and you can see the experience and you go oh gosh yeah I remember that conversation that I had with that person and I remember how I felt at that time Mm. because I think that's a true experience for me and it's through the um creating truth that you kind of set the desire to feel differently about that experience so it's massive perspective shifts it's massive um, feeling the truth of that experience Mm. and also understanding that emotions don't care about experiences so whether you have had a really rough time because you have spilt milk all over the kitchen and it's made you feel the way that you do um or you have you know experienced um you know failure in a job no it's not emotions don't define the experience that you're having Mm. as to how it feels for you so if you feel lack of worth in both of those experiences it's a true energy like someone going oh it's only spilled milk don't worry about it yeah yeah Yeah. so you kind of go well actually no because it's made me feel the way I do and it's always connected back to a core belief that you've held before the spilt milk it's like the mm-hmm. straw that broke the camel's back <laughs> you know that kind of saying but if you feel unworthy in both of those experiences it is not for anyone else to define what how you feel and that's yeah. kind of what this process is about It's remembering that you know emotions don't care about your experiences if you feel anxious or sad or frustrated or you know angry about that experience then that's okay that's a true feeling for you in that Mm. moment
0: so how does self-love help the way in which you view yourself in that moment
1: so it's connecting to the experience so if for example I you know I remember in my early teens um for example you know boyfriends yeah you know you're getting into relationships scenario and if a boy picks a different girl over me it's like I must not be good enough you literally absorb somebody else's decision and reflect it back onto yourself and whereas self-love would enable you to go actually no that's not a true reflection of that moment actually you are worthy but just not of them Mm -hmm. And they—they are okay. It's okay
0: for them to make a different choice. You know, it's—it's not. It's almost like going. It's not all about me. Yeah, exactly. It is that, though, isn't it? It is is about it's it's other people making their decisions based on on a filter that you're not privy to. It—it isn't all about you. (laughs) and sort of. We do beat ourselves up, don't we, about choices other people make or experiences we miss out on. Um, and yeah. really that's like my fundamental message is be kind to yourself because it's like you if you have to show yourself kindness as you go through these things and and know that it it isn't all about you if somebody doesn't know you how can they be rejecting you absolutely but it's it's
1: those all those pockets of moments throughout your life whether you know as i say use experience about not getting a job Somebody else got a job, therefore I must not be good enough. Yeah, and, and, and it's all of those little experiences through life that start to build that compound. And, you know, if you um, want to, you know, I don't know, for example, start a new business and it doesn't work out the first time you do it. Oh, I, must, I mustn't I must be good enough. Mm. Imagine, but, so you completely internalize that. And, that, you know, understanding that self-love is about core emotions of trust and worth and and belief in yourself and confidence and you know loving yourself you know I I remember at school we used to say oh god look at her she really loves herself doesn't she and so it was deemed as like you can't love yourself you can't think you're good enough for something you know you shouldn't brag about what you're good at
0: and it's a real cultural thing isn't it it's a real cultural message and I think obviously I'm not my lived experience is as a woman um but as a woman I feel that when we are confident when we are um kind of tooting our own horn so to speak and like celebrating ourselves it is seen as a negative is seen as being conceited like up yourself all of these kind of real negative words that my observation at at times men don't have that there's different words so it almost feels like sometimes we're at even more of a kind of positioning of like oh other people can be proud of me but I can't be too proud of myself I can't be too confident about my own ability my own achievement like the the accolade has to come from somebody else rather than me um, and it does it diminishes how you are allowed to see yourself before you even like that conflict between like I think I'm amazing I'm loving what I'm doing oh but I'm not allo- am I allowed it's 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 a messy space isn't it? it
1: it really is and also knowing that you know there are certain threads of self-love that women really latch on to in terms of lack of self-love, but you know, self-loves for all, it's not just for women, it's for men as well. But they oh, absolutely I mean I, yeah, in different it's, ways, won't they? Yeah. It affects them in different ways. But you know, ultimately, when you can go right, actually, I'm not going to hang out with XYZ people because it doesn't make me feel good. Mm-hmm. And rather than getting into obligation of having to do certain things for, for others that don't make you feel good. That's self-love when you can go, no, I'm not doing that. Mm. That is, you know, a self-love moment for you. There are many things that we have to do, of course, but then it's like, well, actually, can I do it at a different time? That's self-love for you. Can I do Mm. it on a, you know, in a different way? That is self-love. So it's a real subtle um, energy, but yet so powerful Mm. when you bring it into everyday life, everyday experiences.
0: Um, and it's that it's that emotional well-being isn't it it's it's yeah. being resilient um like you've just described to me you've just described having boundaries um I don't know what where, where do you feel like it's important with that kind of emotional well-being oh gosh
1: for me I you know what I have really come to understand it is in every single moment of my day and some of it is Conscious and some of it is unconscious. But if you, if so, for me, you know, the relationship that I have now, you know, I have the most wonderful, loving relationship because I felt my worthiness of it. I didn't, mm. I had really clear boundaries of what I wanted in a relationship. And it's not, again, I'm not saying it's all about me, but it is you first. It has to be you first. And then that encourages the others around you to, um, Have the same want for themselves too, because when you can have it for yourself, you are giving the same back, you know, like attracts like, right? Basics of
0: law of attraction. Yeah, that's what I'm sitting with. That it uh, like thinking of my own kind of experience, the more I've connected in with my self-worth, my self-love, my self-care. Um, the people around me are on that journey as well. Are in that space of being more like the clearer communication, the boundaries, the 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 respect. The um, it's just the vibe is different, isn't it? And it does you you, you like attract light like, like you say.
1: Yeah, and just but more so, the biggest influence it's had for me is allowing myself to have experiences. I probably would have shied away from and not allowed myself to do. So, for example, you know, um, my husband and I, four years ago, we took a sabbatical and we went and lived in Ibiza for six months. You know, I would never have given myself permission to do something that mad. People yeah. go going, What? You're doing what? But again, that was all their fears projecting onto me. And ultimately, this is something I really wanted to do. But I wouldn't if I didn't give myself permission, if I didn't feel worthy enough, if I didn't trust myself to be able to know that this was a good thing for me, I wouldn't have done it. I wouldn't have allowed myself that opportunity to Mm. do that. Um, Another one was um, two years ago, my husband and I, well, my husband applied for come dine with me couples, right? The One of the biggest things I would not have done, even something like this, I would not have gone on camera. I wouldn't have had photos taken. You know, that for me was just like the biggest ick, because it's like looking back at yourself. You know, one of the biggest um, parts of self-love is, you know, loving who you are. And I would never have gone. He's going, oh, come on, it'll be a laugh. And if I hadn't have started the work on myself, I'd have gone, no, there's no way I'm doing that. But I went, okay, I'm doing it. And sometimes you kind of have to push yourself through some of that little bit of eek, but it's a new eek rather than Mm. what was eek. Um, And I had the best week ever, the absolute best time. I didn't care what I looked like on camera. I didn't care what I sounded like you know because you know everything feels like it's 10 times more than the real you but
0: I had the best time and ultimately because we had the best time we also won so. <laughs> now this is that's one of our guilty pleasures in our house we watch couples come down with me so I, I'm like oh I You're must have go watched back you I must have seen you I am gonna go back and watch the an episode now because my, my husband's gonna be so impressed when I tell him who I've <laughs> spoken with today <laughs> <laughs> I love it but that's the thing that's what it's about though isn't it it's these experiences that you've allowed yourself to have because you've been able to love who you are accept who you are and um allow that to be seen by the world what a powerful um yeah. place to be yeah.
1: and it just makes a difference because you know ultimately life's for living and you are missing out on living so much of life when you're constantly um, focusing on what you can't do and what mm. you're not good enough at, and what you know, what people think, you know, judgment from
0: others. It just is debilitating. It really yeah. is debilitating. And I think it's so one it's, of the, the one of the biggest things that kind of my clients that, that that can that can hold them back is, and myself along my journey, is that judgment. That other people are going to place on you. And really, let me think how to word this because I don't want to swear on the podcast. Really, like most people who are sitting and judging you is because they are judging themselves. A lot of the times, I've um, recently, I've talked about this before, I've recently started Goods Roller Disco and I, um, for the very first time went out in the wild uh, a few weeks ago. Um, and people were looking at me, of course they are. I'm a 44 year old woman dressed in like leggings and safety gear of for skating, bright colored hair, skating around my local park, looking like I don't know what I'm doing because I don't know what I'm doing. Now, yes, there was moments where I felt a little self-conscious and was aware that, you know, if people are going to be judging me. But I chose to to focus on the fact that they're probably jealous that they don't have skates and they're not out there enjoying themselves. And I think it is that kind of how we filter that experience makes such a difference. Um, Why would we want to live our life smaller because someone else is going to judge the joy that we're having?
1: Absolutely. And one one of the biggest changes that I've found with judgment in particular is that when you stop judging yourself, you actually stop judging other people as well because it's not important to you. When you allow yourself the love and compassion for who you are, what, you, what you've got, what you're doing, um, you, you let go of judging other people. And again, you're then stopping attracting judgment. And actually what happens is you start inspiring other people because what you're doing is what other people just really wanna do. They wanna let go and do something new. Yeah. They want to try different things. We're not here to do one thing all of the time. We're here to do as many blinking things as we really want to. And roller skating is just one of the best things to have fun with, right? It is so we much went fun. And the amount of- summer, on, we were kayaking. I did have a Scooby what I was doing. Yeah. I didn't care. I had my kayak. I had my in my you know me safety jacket on, and I just we just went for
0: it yeah but don't you you find yeah as you as you kind of get out and embrace these things and talk about it and so I talk about the skating a lot because the more I've talked about it the more other people in my sphere of influence like something I've always wanted to do I've always wanted to do this and I've been worried that oh am I too old and it's like oh just do it because like you're only gonna get older like just go go do it there's loads of things that I want to do and I joke about um I'd love to learn to DJ and that's on my wish list for when I'm a grandma like that's I'm I'm gonna do that when I'm a grandma (laughs) like why not I'm learning right now to be a
1: DJ that is my husband's a DJ and it's like why have you not shown I know how to do you know, loop breaks, count on the beat, and change the track? I know the basics. I went, no, I want to know more now. I want to learn how yeah. to mix. I want to know how to create. I want to know how to do all of those things. And not for anybody else, but for me.
0: yeah,
1: I'm not worried about what other people think anymore, and it's like there are so many things for us to try. You know i I wrote a book this year, well, January. Uh, started it last year, I would never, I just about wrote a post-it note, let alone write a book, you know, and I allowed myself to just go, no, I want to write a book, I'm going to do it, I'm just going to do it, and it was all about that, it was all about overcoming your fears and your limiting beliefs to create whatever it is you, like an experience that you want to create,
0: yeah,
1: and it is just one of the most, freeing things to do when it feels good for you
0: to do it if it doesn't feel good then don't do it yeah and that's it isn't it really that's what self-love is all about it's embracing those uh, opportunities the the things that bring you joy the stuff that you want to do not worrying about the judgment that other people might place on you not placing judgment on yourself um like joy is the for me it's that the biggest part of like self-love it opens up yeah. So much joy that you can have in your life because you just kind of have that childlike enthusiasm and allow yourself to go with whatever you want to do, not in a self destructive way, it's in a nurturing, nourishing way. Um, and yeah. like I know you've shared some of your experiences. Are there any other experiences that you want to share that that, that your self love journey has, has led you Because it sounds like you've done so much. Yeah,
1: I, ha- I have. And, and, and again, I celebrate that because it's, it's fun, you know, it's, you know, I, last week, a couple of weeks ago, um, I, it, you know, I decided that I wanted to help my husband at a festival, there's a local festival here that he does um, artist accreditation for, yeah, and so I said, yeah, I, you know, I helped him last year, but I was kind of a little bit low-key, fussing it all out. And now this year, I'm like, yeah, I'm going all in. I went, I'm on, I want to look after the to the artist as well. I want to look after these um, superstar DJs, right? And before, I would have felt really lack of worth to be able mm. to interact with so-called celebrities. And, and I went... Bagsy looking after Gokwan, Bagsy. Oh,
0: <laughs> what a joy.
1: And he was just an absolute joy to, to look after on the yeah. day. You know, I looked after other awesome DJs as well, but it was about that moment for me. It was like, no, I'm not going to shy away from this. This is, I want to interact with everybody and not feel lack of worth because of who they are and what they, and what they do. and so we're now besties we're not quite but you know (laughs)
0: um, no you're besties I'm sure I'm
1: sure you would be (laughs) you know that you know we're doing it again this week um at a club in London and it's like I'm I'm not just one thing I'm not here to just do one thing I'm here to experience many things and if it means um you know looking after DJs for example and for the day and having fun doing it, then yeah, I'm absolutely going to do that. Um, You know, the gosh, what, what else is it? I've I've actually also managed a really tricky time in my life. Um, So there was there's two things that literally all came at once. Um, And that was leaving my 30 year career um, that, you know, through the pandemic, the opportunity I'm going to use the word opportunity because that's how I saw it Mm. of redundancy and it wasn't you know a given prospect but I kind of set the intention that actually now it's time for me to have complete trust in myself and do things that light me up and the biggest part of that job that I loved was coaching and supporting people but now I get it to do with people that really want it. Mm. because they have to and um that took a huge amount of trust self-love in terms of belief in myself confidence that I could leave this really stable core core job that I've had you know since I was 19 um to go and just do things for myself and start you know allowing myself to just be all in to what it is I really want to do so that's been a massive and so that was only last November, whereas yeah. I've been doing this like alongside the day job because it's like, oh, money, oh, you know. The, the, it's the, a big step, isn't it? It's a big step. Stuff, of course, you know, when you've got responsibilities. Um, so that has been really, um, I'm nearly a year now and it's like, I don't even think about my, mm. my previous job. It's like it was meant to be. Of course it was meant to be. It's all about timing, right? But at the same time, um I was managing another, you know, difficult situation with my dad. My poor dad was diagnosed with cancer last January. So the beginning of the pandemic or literally yeah. just before the pandemic kicked in. And then I, as, as I was going to then um, keep the visits up, up with him, because he's like four hours away um, pandemic hit. So I couldn't go and see my dad because not only was he vulnerable, we were in yeah. the lockdown yeah. incredibly difficult. So, Yeah it was really really tough but if I hadn't have done the work that I'd done I wouldn't have managed that really tricky time with so much strength Mm. and self-love and not beating myself up because I couldn't do xyz and you know not feeling guilty because I couldn't see him you know because it was out of my control. Exactly. But you know when, when I was able to see him, that was great. And, you know, and sadly, you know, my dad literally pivoted um, downhill really quite quickly. So, you know, he, he passed away in the September. So that was a, you know, really, really tough time. And, you know, we asked in it, even though I had to let go of all of my limiting beliefs and I really understood um, my core experiences, when you're still managing crappy times you you just do it so much better you mm. do it with so much more love and compassion for yourself first as well as those that are around you and if I hadn't had that I think I would have really really struggled with the grief and the loss and so you know having that core strength to deal with um crappy times yeah um, really just helps you kind of bring that balance. I always see, um, I talk to my clients about this vibration balance, yeah? So you're you're floating along the lazy river of life and it's you're in the middle. Um, so for those of you who are listening, so think about your vibration on a scale in the middle. And then when you have really good times, your vibration goes really, really high and above the line. And then you kind of then settle back down to balance. And then when you have your crappy time, You kind of drop down below the line. Mm. um, You're able to come back to balance so much quicker. You don't Mm. stay in that, you know, in that darkness. You don't stay in the low times as, as much because you're able to bounce back. But so, you know, it's twofold. So even when, you know, people have these really high experiences, they go, oh, why can't I just feel this really high all of the time? Well, because it's exhausting you know you can't be that high all of the time the the actual the feel-good factor is in that middle when you're able to just be the
0: contentment isn't it it's that yeah. It's
1: the, yeah yeah because that's kind of what you know when you have um lack of love you're always searching for the highs you're mm. looking for ways to fix the highs you know that's how addictions kind of flow in because you're looking to put the bandage on, put the bandage on, make me feel better. Um, whereas when you can really let go of those fears, you don't have to keep looking for the bandage to be, you know, be put on because yeah. you're in that balanced state. And, you know, that is just so freeing.
0: Yeah, completely agree. Now I am noticing the time, so this feels actually <laughs> like a really good place to kind of bring it, bring it to an end. If that feels okay for you, yeah, um, sure. because it's you know a natural sort of space, like being in that space of kind of calm and joy, and that's where we all want to be at, isn't it? So, like let's let's bring it to a Close there. Is there anything you want to kind of leave people listening with? I guess for me, the biggest
1: thing. For me to say to people is be your biggest cheerleader, be your biggest supporter, notice self talk, notice how you feel, and don't you know it's about not allowing yourself to go there in terms of beating yourself up, it's taking action now. It's you know, allow yourself to go, you know, what, enough's enough, I don't need to feel this way about myself anymore. And you know, there are many people that don't seek help and support because they don't feel worthy of feeling better. They don't mm. feel worthy of feeling good. And also um, not knowing what feel good looks like without the, the, the sadness and the trauma. So, you know, find what self-love means for you. What part of that, you know, the conversation that we've had is something that really lights you up and go, I actually want a bit more of that. And start there because it's there that it will start to grow so don't see it as a massive massive overhaul um and just find the pockets of joy that are in your everyday life right now yeah.
0: thank you so what i heard is you are worthy follow your joy and take the little steps absolutely <laughs> thank you thank you so much for coming and speaking with me i've, I've really enjoyed our conversation um so i i Thank you for taking the time to be here today.
1: Oh, it's been a pleasure. Thank you, Sarah.
0: Thank you. And for those that have listened, I hope you've enjoyed today's episode. To find out more about me, my guests, and to give us feedback and suggestions, visit srtt.co.uk and follow SRTT Podcast on social media. I'll be back next Wednesday with a new guest. Until then, stay curious and be kind to yourself.